Welcome to the Pour Over Podcast. This is episode two of the In Sessions. In this episode, photographer Katrina Campbell joins us to talk about her doorstep portrait series, Stories Best Shared. We also chat about what she's learned from the project and how we should all look for the positives of the coronavirus pandemic. Enjoy. Okay, so well, uh, first, um, thanks for thanks for joining us, uh, Katrina. Much pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, not at all. Um, before we talk about your Instagram page, which is uh, Stories Best Shared, yeah. which is essentially um, portraits of people on their doorsteps with with a story of of them during lockdown, um, I thought it might be good if you could give us a brief kind of uh, background of your your history and how you became a, a portrait photographer. Yeah, so I've basically been working as a portrait photographer for the past 14 years, uh, really since I had kids. And prior to that, I was working in advertising. Uh, not so much on the creative side, I was an account director. So, um, you know, the thankless, unrelenting task of uh, organising the campaigns for the clients, dealing with the creatives, but very much um, working with communications and visual images. So when I stopped and went on my first maternity leave, I wanted to do something more creative and something that I thought would fit around the kids. I naively thought I would be sitting there walking the baby while tapping away at my laptop and, and discovered that the reality that everyone realizes now that they're working from home with small children um, is it's very hard but I did do that so I have um, over the years built that up um, my portrait photography business and that is working really well now while well, it was until about six weeks ago seven weeks ago um, so that is predominantly what I do is family portraits, business portraits. That's how I make my living. So the current situation is quite different. Right. So, so well, tell us why, why you started the uh, uh, Stories Best Shared account. What was so, the impetus? Well, so actually, actually, Stories Best Shared, I had set up about a year ago because I had already started... Uh, moving towards a slightly more editorial side. So I have my portraits, which is very much for the clients, where, whether they're a family or a business, I'm creating the portraits that they want. And then along the way, I was uh, discovering, especially with um, perhaps more business portraits, where someone would invite me into their home or into their place of work, find out pretty, pretty interesting stories. And I thought, oh, that sort of attracted me more towards editorial style of photography. Uh, so Stories Best Shared started a while ago, but it only really took off at the beginning of the lockdown when I suddenly, it was very sudden, wasn't it, for everyone, even though we could see this pandemic coming, to be told suddenly you can't work anymore, you can't do what you normally do. And for me, I go out with my camera and I go into people's homes. So to suddenly be told that was a very strange feeling. And at the same time, I saw everyone, I saw the local community galvanizing and, and pulling together and creating WhatsApp groups to help the vulnerable. And I didn't do it out of any kind of great noble sense of sort of helping everyone. It was just, you know, I signed up for, you know, helping elderly people in the street who couldn't get out, but I really was very curious 
and I was curious to know what my how my neighbors next door were doing and I was curious to know how friends in the street were doing so I just the more I spoke to them on whatsapp the more I thought god this behind every door is a fascinating story whether it's just somebody saying oh I'm really struggling with homeschool or whether it's somebody saying my business has come crashing down and I don't know how I'm going to pay the rent I just thought that everyone had a great story to tell so mm. that is how it started really so and I mean what's your like how do you approach people is it people you know and they say oh Katrina's doing this this series can you or like tell us about the the process so it's so it started just on the street and I thought wouldn't that be a nice idea in this time we didn't know how long it would be in the weeks to record everyone on the street and take photo of them on their step and just tell their story and I did I automatically thought of social media. So I thought, you know, we can share it as we go and the stories will unravel as we go, reveal themselves. So I started with friends and neighbours and then they would recommend a neighbour further down the road and then they would recommend someone out of the street. And at first I hesitated and then it was suddenly very apparent that lots of people were interested in telling their story. So it has really all been word of mouth, and by word of mouth, I also mean Facebook. So lots of people have contacted me through Facebook and Instagram and right. either asked to get involved and share their story or interested in having their photos taken. And how does, it, how does it actually work then? Like, what, what's the kind of setup? Are you, are you knocking, running back? Okay. asking them to pose or is it like how, how so the setup would be so if, if you emailed me today and said oh I, I'd like to tell my story or I'd like a photograph I'd go great James I've got your whatsapp I'm going to send you I would send you a questionnaire and it's just a series of questions that kind of provoke a conversation so you might send me very kind of one word answers back very straight answers I then go, that sounds good. I know a little bit about you. So that when I turn up, then we fix a time. It might be tomorrow. It might be in a week's time. But we fix a time. I turn up. I really took it very seriously. Well, obviously, as we all do with the social distancing. And I would call when I arrived. So I'd cycle there, fit it in on my daily bike ride, cycle to someone's house, call them from outside. So no doorbell ringing or knocking even. And I just stand at least two metres away, if not more, at the end of the path and take the photos and really just sort of five or ten minutes, a bit of a chat, and then off I'd go. And then we would carry on maybe a little bit more of a chat for the interview on WhatsApp, and that was it. So quite simple, really. And do you, so do you, do you think it's something you might try and turn into a uh, you know into a book or something like that yeah I'd really love to I, I think I've been surprised at how interesting the stories are I mean I, I'm pleased with the photographs but I don't think the photographs on their own would stand up I think it's the fact that each photograph comes with its own unique story so I would love to put it together and get it published in a book I mean I yes. think it, it, it's something in it's it's important it's something that i've been talking about with um with my wife and child that kind of remembering to document the yeah. time 
um, because yeah. I'm notorious for not having a great memory as it is. So I'm like trying to find any way possible mm. to to kind of remember the time because I know when we go, when we're kind of 20 years past this event, if my daughter now asks me like, oh, you know, how, what was it like? I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna say, yeah, we were probably in the house for a couple of weeks because it's the sort of thing that will get less, Yeah. you know, it, it, it gets rose tinted, right? So you end up shortening the time. Oh, it wasn't so bad, you know, but I kind of want to make sure I actually have it yeah. documented so so my memories don't get uh, rose tinted so I can say, look, this is, this is how it was. Um, and also to show some of the, the real, like camaraderie that has come from, uh, like the coronavirus yeah. and I think it's important to, to tell those stories as you're doing um, and have it documented yeah that's what I think it's really interesting when different people think oh are the stories sounding the same because they'll say you know lots of people will repeat similar emotions or similar stories but I think the little details are quite interesting as you say when someone says what was it really like to have it written down something about the supermarket experience or something about uh, so one that I think I'm going to post tomorrow is a postman and he and at first when I sent the questionnaire they come back to me and they often come back with the story about home life because it is all about staying at home and maybe my questions are directed a bit like that but then I, I said well just tell us what it's like being a postman so he's he's put in the detail of what he does in his van and that's just quite interesting because we don't know every all these different details of how people operate so are there any um stories so far that you've you've uh, captured that are that kind of stand out to you um obviously they all do in their in their own rights but is there anything yeah. kind of extraordinary that you could share with with the people listening to this so I think the most amazing one and the one that I was the least prepared for was we, we went to a care home locally. When I say me, my son came with me. He's some, you know, cause I'm not only have I got to do my daily exercise, but I've got to exercise the kids too. So he sometimes comes on the bike ride with me and we were at the care home and I just asked whether any of the staff, cause the, obviously the residents when are not permitted to be photographed. Um, but I asked if any of the um, care workers would like to have their photo taken in the doorway. And two agreed, so that it was the deputy care manager, she's an older woman called Patricia. Um, I think she's in her 60s. She came out and she was so full of energy and enthusiasm, the, you know, lovely Irish accent and sparkly eyes. And she really talked a lot about her experience, which was a very dire experience of suddenly dealing with so many people at the end of their life. Whereas she may well have dealt with one or two cases or very occasionally through her time. So it was, it, I was slightly unprepared for it. So it was quite amazing how she talked about it and with such positivity. So yes, that one really stood out. Do you have to be fairly selective of people that you choose? Are there ever times where you just have to kind of swerve them if they tell you, I don't know, awkward stories or something? Not yet. No, not yet. I mean, if anything, um, I, haven't, I haven't turned anyone down yet. If anyone's interested, I, I'll photograph them. I mean, I've got a list. I've got a list of people 
um, and maybe some people move up the priority list if I think, oh, that is a particularly interesting story. And I don't want, as they, you know, at the moment I'm revealing them daily on Instagram. Mm. So I don't want to just, you know, run with a, a sequence of similar people. Mm. So if suddenly I get an older person, I'll think, oh, great. That's it. I need more older people to photograph because it tends to be um, what people might... I get approached by lots of people in their 40s with small kids and that's great, but I don't want the whole story to look like that's everyone I was interviewing. That said, mm. no, I haven't turned anyone away. And, and it's surprising with, where the interesting stories are. Mm. With, with the, um, the documenting of, of these stories, like as Jade was saying, there's, there's, something about, there's something about documenting an event that kind of removes you as the person doing the documenting. I don't know, for example, yeah. um, a few years ago, we took a flight back from LA and it was incredibly turbulent. And on the landing, they kind of, the plane touched down and then immediately took off again. Yeah. And everyone in the plane was like really frightened by this. The, the cabin yeah. crew were all like, you know, they looked a nervous wreck and it, I mean, at the time, it was, it was awful for me as well, a horrible experience. And I didn't want to get on a plane for a long time after that. Um, but obviously I did. And I like to film my, my family's uh, holidays. Anytime we go somewhere, I'll make a little film about it. And mm -hmm. I found that filming the landing of, <laughs> of any flight I took, if it was the reaction of my kids or a time lapse of the outside, I kind of removed myself from it. So I didn't feel any kind of nerves or anxiety yeah. about it. I, I mean, I don't now, I don't always film it because once you've filmed a landing two or three times, it gets a bit, a bit boring. Yeah. Um, uh, but is there, is there an element of that with you and, and doing these stories? Does it kind of take you out of, uh, not take you out of the pandemic, but does it kind of make you feel like, okay, I've got work to do now. Um, I'm uh, going to do this. Yeah. Definitely. It's definitely keeping me incredibly busy. I, I mean, I've always got a, a, a little portrait shoot to edit or a story to edit. And yes, I'm documenting other people's experiences, so I'm not dwelling on my own worries or my own family's worries. I mean, there is that as well, because we, we're all affected. But... I've not really thought about it like that before, but I suppose I am. I am, you know, escaping into work, even if it's unpaid work at the moment, but it's still work that I can keep myself busy with. Yes. And I guess also the other side of that is if you're having, um, you know, you're having these conversations about other people's stories, it probably puts yeah. some, some of your, uh, you know, your kind of home life and your predicament and how you, how your family are in, in this uh, situation, it probably puts it into, into light, you know, kind of see whether you're yeah. not necessarily overreacting, but you see uh, maybe uh, someone else's situation is, is oh, worse. Oh, absolutely. Sharing, yeah. sharing stories and sharing experiences and going out there and finding that other people are having the same issues or yeah. slightly different experiences of the same situation. I think that actually, I jotted something down in my notebook the other day because I noticed like overwhelmingly people 
And it might have been that the people I'm approaching are feeling quite positive because they want to be photographed. You have to be in a, a fairly positive state of mind to want to tell your story. But overwhelmingly, they were saying, we feel very lucky. We feel very lucky. There, there are people much less fortunate than us, much less suffering. But then I would ask a few more questions. So I th I'd think, oh, well, maybe this household is bare affected. You would probe a little bit and discover that they had maybe, if not lost someone very close to them, they knew of someone who had died or they were suffering financially. But it's just a sort of quite amazing, the empathy that people have for others. And I did, I don't think there's a single person who hasn't said they feel lucky. At some stage they've said, oh, we feel really lucky for X reason. And so, I mean, more, more broadly now, have you got any kind of uh, tips or advice for, for people? I mean, l last week we had a conversation and, and Jade was just saying that his, his thing is to not look too far into the future, just take each day as it comes. Um, uh, obviously, you, you yeah. speak to a lot of people. Have you got any, any advice? I mean, as a creative or, or as a, a mother? Yeah, I mean, well, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, the the taking each day as it comes and not looking too far into the future is definitely is something I've been living with, living by right from the start because we don't know how it's going to pan out. So that is really good advice and also not to be too absorbed into watching the news and listening to the news. So I do have a top tip, which isn't the same the same one that you talked about last week. And it's, it's, it's taken from, not from how I'm living my life, but from how overwhelmingly the stories tend to be positive. People looking for silver linings and finding the joy in being at home or taking a break from their work or, do, or having to do things differently for financial reasons um, or having to sp yeah, spend more time with loved ones or talk to loved ones more on the phone um, and that is to try and seek out the positives in any situation and I was listening to George the poet on Radio 4 the other day um, and he so to pinch a quote from him it was that his approach was to try to extract the joy from any given situation however cruel and it, you know it does seem that there are plenty of things to get out of this, you know, nature returning to our lives for a start. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and you're, go on, Jade. No, I was going to say, I've, been, I've enjoyed seeing the, uh, the number of uh, people running and people cycling and, oh, you know, yeah. getting out and exercising. Yeah. That's, been, that's been excellent. I mean, there's, I'm sure there are yeah. people out there who have never run a day in their life, but because it was an opportunity yeah. to get outside, they're like, I'm going to start running. So I love that. I think it's excellent. Um, and I hope that's something that continues for everyone um, because it, they're all, they're all the benefits of exercising are well documented. But I think it'd just be really... It's good for mental health, right? And especially in a situation like this, whilst we're in it, it's great for mental health. But if they, if someone, if you kind of continue on and use that as your, the positive thing that came out of this, I think it's going to be amazing for a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, with with um, the lockdown measures being eased, um, 
are you going to change your like this this format so is it always going to be on doorsteps or will you will you start to um, mix it I up with um i think i will stick with doorsteps for now yeah it doesn't feel like it's quite ready uh, you know a, a little bit like the lockdown is really only easing isn't it it's not we haven't really been released everyone's still at home so i feel i'll carry on doing the doorsteps um i can imagine as as the lockdown measures are eased maybe in the next wave that i might be able to branch out and do it something and it might be even people you know perhaps i could do people returning to work but again it would be maybe something I don't know, mode of transport and a series of, or even doorsteps at their place of work. I don't know. I'd have to find something else that would be a new format rather than just going out into the open. Yeah, and I think if you, were, I think if you were going to do, uh, you know, people returning to work, it'd be nice to like revisit the people that you'd already done yeah. in there to show the you know, yeah to show that mirror image. Yeah, definitely. I bet you've noticed that uh, people's front gardens look immaculate recently, like since the lockdown started. <laughs> so you get to know a little bit more of the house in the picture. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. It is in. So the first people that I photographed, I, I was very, you know, they would ask me what they should do, and I would say, "Don't do anything. Just come as you are." You know, if you're still in your pajamas, all the better, because then it's a more authentic photograph and you know only one friend came out in her pajamas but everyone else they would turn up in their slippers and mismatched socks and i quite like that um because normally when you're doing a portrait you know not only are they taking great care but i take care and say oh maybe you want to put your shoes on or change your shoes so it was, it's really refreshing to be thinking the opposite um and i quite like it when people haven't particularly tidied up either. Um, although recently I've been getting more calls asking for portraits, doorstep portraits. And then when I agree to it, they say, oh, oh, give us another week. We just need to paint the front door. So they're obviously, you know, sprucing up for it. Have you done um, your own story on your page? Well, not yet, but I do think I should. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you are you, doc are you documenting at all? Like I don't know, a diary or like no, for yourself? I'm not, but I should. This is a good reminder. Mm. I definitely should. I mean, in my note, in my notepad, um, I jot notes down as I go of the whole situation. So probably in there, I can glean a few things. But I think that's a great reminder to keep a diary, because how you feel does change week by week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we wrap this up, because we are limited to half an hour, I think, or mm -hmm. just over that. Um, so at our coffee shop, which is closed at the moment, mm -hmm. um, we are doing a coffee bean delivery service. Mm -hmm. um, and each week, because of our friend Jade, um, we're now doing a giveaway. So people are donating coffee and we're uh, giving away a bag as well as the people donating. Um, and we're asking people to nominate uh, people to give the coffee to. You are probably the perfect person to ask for um, a, a nomination. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be right away now. But okay. 
if you could let us know. I will uh, nominate someone. I can think of someone. I... Sorry? Yeah, yeah, a, a person or a family uh, okay. in Enfield who, who could do with some coffee. Let us know. I, I have someone up my sleeve. I'm going to double check that they drink coffee. <laughs> of course but they if do. Not, I can think, yeah, well, they need to. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. And also, um, you guys, would, are you interested in a doorstep photo? Can I cycle past your houses? Sure. Yeah. 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 Can you tell oh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I'm jealous of. Colin has fantastic wisteria in, in front of his house. So his picture will probably be the most the most beautiful of all of ours. Oh, really, yeah. really, it is. It's really nicely framed. So I think you're, you're going to a winner there. Uh, yeah, we might. Yeah. But we'd, I'm sure, yeah, we'd be up for it as well. Part of the family. Yeah. Yeah, likewise. Just let me know when, when you want to do it. Yeah, cool. Do you all live near each other, or? Yeah, pretty much, really. I think well, Colin and I live very close together, um, and then James, you live. Is it near Cork, Boston? You live. Uh, I'm in Oakwood, so Oakwood, yeah. So not not very far. Whereabouts are you, Katrina? That's fine. I'm in Grange Park, so. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We're we're super close then. Where are you? Enfield. Uh, uh, Oakwood, you know. Um, oh, Oakwood. Yes. Near Mer near Merry Hills. Oh yes. Oh, we are yeah. super close. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for for coming Pleasure. on and talking to us. Mm. Um, yeah, we'll we'll put all your the details of where people can find you and obviously the uh, new Instagram page you've started in the show notes. Okay. okay. And um, yeah, do let us know about the 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 coffee drop as well. The giveaway, definitely. I'm going to find out now, so I'll, take, I'll message you guys back. Perfect. Right. It'll be, it's somebody that I'm photographing on Friday. Excellent. Okay. All right. All right. Well, take care. And hopefully, I mean, we usually do this podcast um, in, in the coffee house yeah. um, on Sundays. So maybe when this is all over, um, we can do another can kind of recap, catch-up yeah. podcast. So, so obviously your coffee shop is not open, but you're doing deliveries. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Well, only only coffee beans and ground coffee. Yeah. For now. But keeping it yeah. going. Yeah, we're we're managing. We're managing. Okay. Good. All right. All right. Great to meet All right. you. And Take you. Care. All right. See Thanks, you later. Brilliant. Thank Bye. you. Bye. That was episode two of the Pop-In Sessions. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Porover Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at James Stanton Did It. Colin is on Instagram at Colin underscore Stanton 82. And Jade is at Black J Films on Instagram and Twitter. See you on the next one.